Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. This is the first day of what's called Passion Week. The first day of Passion Week is Psalm or Palm Sunday. And just a great overview of that is that this was, as they were getting ready to uh, come together for Passover, that Jesus came into the city and everyone started saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord. And they were celebrating this great conqueror coming in to remove the, uh, the siege that the nation or the empire of Rome had placed upon the Jewish people. They began to elevate him as the king of the Jews who was coming to relieve them of the oppression brought on by the Roman Empire. So everyone was happy to celebrate. They grabbed uh, the branches off the palm trees and they laid them out in the road. And he came in on his donkey. And oh man, they were just having this great celebratory time acknowledging that Jesus is the king of their nation. Now that started the Passion Week. And if you were to fast forward a little bit, you'd see how that intensity or that celebratory situation changed 180 degrees later on. But one of the things that I want to pull out of this, and we're going to be in Matthew, the 21st chapter, starting at the first verse. I want us to look at Jesus's followers, his disciples, and I want to look at how the disciples interacted during this time period and how we can look at how they acted and how we can correlate that or line that up with how we should be acting today. And we have to understand that when we serve Jesus, when we do as he says, when we follow after his commandments, after we follow after the principles that he's established, that there are benefits that not only affect us in this time, but also they have eternal effects. So let's go ahead and jump into Matthew, the 21st chapter, starting at that first verse, and we're going to be in the English Standard Version of the Bible. And it says, verse number one says, Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, 
on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the coat and put them, put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Now, I want to start us off with some definition so that we can be on the same sheet of music. The first definition is specific. Specific means having a special application, bearing, or reference. The next definition is scriptural, which means from or relating to the Bible. The next definition is sure, confident in what one thinks or knows, having no doubt that one is right. And special is our final definition. Better, greater, or otherwise different from what is usual. Now I'm just going to take a couple moments and talk about what we should do as reflected in the disciples when we follow Jesus' directions. And the thing that we should understand about Jesus' directions are that they are specific, they're scriptural, they're sure, and that they are special. They're specific, they're scriptural, they're sure, and they are special. Let's look through Matthew, the 21st chapter, Starting at that first verse. And the first thing about the directions that Jesus gives are that they are specific. And it says that they drew near to Jerusalem to come to Bethphage to the Mount of Olives. Jesus said to his disciples, go to the village in front of you. And immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say the Lord needs them and he will send them at once. Very specific. Go in here, see this, this is what's going to happen, and if anyone inquires of you, this is what you say, and it's going to happen. So Jesus told the disciples where to go, what to do, and what to say. And we have to understand that through the Word of God and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we too receive specific instructions. God tells us to bless those that curse you. Bless them and curse not. That we should elevate those higher than we elevate ourselves. Esteem them higher than we elevate ourselves. He gives us specific instructions because he knows that when he gives us specific instructions, that's going to result in something specific. He tells us, don't be conformed to this world, 
but be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we can discern what is the will of God and what is good, acceptable, and perfect, specifically. And so we have to uh, realize that Jesus doesn't give general instructions. He gives specific instructions. And as we walk, as we move, as we go forward, we have to operate in knowing that when we are uh, going forward and we are not knowing exactly what we should do, there should become a time of referencing back to the Word of God, referencing back to what Jesus has said, has directed us to do, so that we know the direction that we should go on. The next thing, in verses 4 through 5, when Jesus gives us these directions, when Jesus is providing us with directions, they are based upon Scripture. In uh, verse, like we said, verse 4 through 5, it said that the reason he did this was to fulfill the Word of God. You know, I like to tell folks that, you know, they used to have this saying, that they would say to the, something to the effect, that was in Bible times. Well, uh, unbeknownst to maybe some of us that we are in Bible times right now. And because that is true that we are in Bible times even right now, Scripture is still being fulfilled. We have to find where the Scripture is pertaining to the situation and act and operate in it. So it says in that first Fifth verse, it says, say to the daughter of Zion, this is coming out of Zechariah, the fourth chapter, I believe it's the ninth verse, behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a coat, and the foal of a beast of burden. So Jesus was out to fulfill scripture and to do God's will. Now, I want to point out that when we seek to fulfill scripture which means that we are to act in the uh, manner that the scripture declares to us, we are fulfilling God's will. God's will is in the scripture. So Jesus was saying, I have come to do the work of him that has sent me. He said that my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. He says he, that he, I must do the work of him that has sent me while it's day, because when night comes, no man can work. He said that heaven and earth will pass away before the word of God will pass away. So with that mindset that Jesus has, we should take on the same type of mindset. And realize that when we establish ourselves upon Scripture, when we lock into Scripture, that we get the scriptorial results. One of the things that we say during our Bible study is, if you do things the Bible's way, you get the Bible's results. And the, the uh, Gospel writer Mark said it like this, 
when he was quoting Jesus as heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. The next thing that we discover about Jesus' direction is that it's sure. That it will accomplish that. It will, that it is locked in. That it is going to be on point. That it is confident in what it thinks and knows. Verse number 6 says this. It says, the disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They went and did as Jesus had directed them, and they got the donkey, they got the colt. And when they got there, the, it says that they put the uh, colts on the, uh, their back for him to sit on. But when they went to go and secure what Jesus told them to get, they went with the surety. They knew that God had commissioned them to do this. And so we can know for a matter of fact that what Jesus tells us to do, we can count on the directions to be accurate. I would declare to you that when they went into the town, that they saw exactly what Jesus told them that they will see. That they interacted just in the same manner that Jesus told them that they were going to interact. That everything was going according to the plan that he had discussed with them. And so we see that they walk in there, they see the donkey, they see the coat, they see all this, and somebody asked them the question, and they answered the question, and everything happened just like Jesus said it would. When we get something, when we read the word, which is God's will, and it tells us to do something, we can of a certainty walk in that, and when we walk in that, we have what it is that we ask for. The next thing, the final thing, is that the Lord's Directions are special. They're unique. They're not like everything else. They are tied up in a different thing. And when they did what Jesus said, when they operated the way that Jesus directed them to, it caused a special event to occur. It said that the, even before they got into the city, that the people were lined up to cheer what Jesus uh, was and who he was. And when we are operating and walking in these uh, directions, that the results will be special, that it will cause a whole different atmosphere. When we are operating according to the directions that are established by the Word of God, we change environments, we change atmospheres, we change uh, uh, our sphere of influence because it is in accordance with God's plan. Now, we could have been trying this before uh, and again and again and again, but when we operate under the directive of Jesus, and we hear his specific instructions and we are 
uh, established in the scriptural basis of the instructions and we are sure of the instructions, then next thing we know that something special occurs out of the event. And it will cause folks that didn't believe to believe. It will cause folks that believe to believe even more because God uses you as a beacon or a reflector to show his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. And we can bounce that back. We can correlate that to the disciples. The disciples were reflective of God's glory as they had interacted with Jesus for those three years and the changed the entire world. A small little group of people caused the entire world to be changed, to have a different outlook, a different hope because of Jesus being a part of their lives. So I want to just take a moment to encourage you today to begin to Realize that we listen specifically to what he's saying. We look at the scriptural basis to what he has said. We lock in and become sure that this is the direct, the specific scriptural thing that he's given to us. And something special will result out of us being obedient to the word of the Lord. And this will cause us to not only like the people back then on Palm Sunday to rejoice and say Hosanna, but it will cause folks around us to say of a truth, God is in this place. God is in this situation. It will cause a special event because of us reflecting the directions of the Word of God. And so, we want to just take a moment today just to encourage you that just like the disciples who have been traveling with Jesus, when they did what He said, how He said it, and with the confidence of what He said, that it caused the whole city to explode with excitement because of their obedience. And so I just wanted to take a moment just to remind us that this is a time, a season, a celebration. Today is the day that we celebrate him coming into and the folks realizing of the city who he was and who he is to them. Now, I want to emphasize the fact that he gave those specific instructions. That those instructions were based on upon the word of God. That they were confident, they were sure of what they were going to encounter because of the directions that they had received. And it caused an explosion it caused something special. It caused that Passover to be different than any other Passover because of their obedience. And for us today, as we hear the specific instructions of the Word of God, we have the confidence 
that it will transform those that are around us. It will cause us to uh, interact in a way that is so much different than before that people will know of a truth that God is working and operating in and on the behalf of his people. Now, all throughout this week, there's going to be things going on, but our final point today is this, that it was all done to reconcile us back to the Father. So we want to be those that follow those specific instructions, that we are basing it upon the Word of God, that we are sure, confident of what was said so that it will cause something special to happen. Now, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today is a good day as any to accept Him into your life. And the process is not a very difficult process. It is quite simple. The Bible says it like this. The specificity of, of it is this. It says, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Another verse, another verse says this. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And so the word saved means to be rescued, to be delivered. And you are rescued and delivered from the penalty of sin. Sin caused a separation from God. And Jesus came, this week starts his final process of reconciling us back to God. And so in this we can see that God is doing his thing. And his desire is for you to accept the gift that he's given you, which is his son, and the ability to be reconciled back to him. And all it takes is for you to confess with your mouth and to believe in your heart. Now the other part of that is, we would love to come alongside you and help you along this path. That because this is not an individual thing, this is a group thing. We help one another, we encourage one another, we come alongside one another to help one another to endure and to overcome and to be victorious on this journey. So if today you made that decision to accept Jesus into your life, we ask that you will let us know that we can provide information to you to help you along this journey. You can email us at info at godshousecc.com and we will get that information to you. That's info at godshousecc.com and we will get that information to you because we want you to walk in the fullness of being reconciled to who God is in your life. Friends and family, as we start off this Passion Week, we want you to be excited about celebrating what this week means in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, 
and the kingdom of earth. Because it is significant to all those components. So until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.